0: yeah connor counts down right, coming down in three two one what
1: <laughs> Oh, okay all right it's a lot of nostalgia here we are joined by a very special guest uh former co-host still a good buddy um someone that's just killing it uh lately in general connor o'gara how are you man I, I'm doing all right.
0: You know, I, I appreciate the the kind words, uh, killing it is for a, a father with a young child at home is not something that I say about my life. <laughs> I take it day by day. And if I just get through the day feeling like I'm not a total wreck, yeah. then it, it's a win. Everything is pass fail at this point. I don't even know if I want a
1: baby in eight months. I mean, you know,
0: <laughs> that's I'm, awesome. I'm repping was, by the way. Ask... I'm repping
1: the little Michael Scott. So Michael Gary, yeah. I love that. Um, yeah, man. It's, I was, I've been just like killing it. I may, mainly meant the vibes on Pat McAfee and Michael Penix Jr. comments. Um, but that's it. That's all, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding.
0: Desmond Howard was the one that really kind of set me off. I was like, what are we doing here? The guy's, in, the guy's been in college forever. His right. name is not Penix. It's Penix. All right, like if you're going to get the entire crowd chanting or whatever, yeah. but if he's going to be the Heisman Trophy favorite, it's the same issue that I had with Devontae Smith a few years ago. If the guy's <laughs> going to win a Heisman Trophy, let's say his freaking name right. Is it that hard to be able to do to say Devontae instead of Devonta? But people continue like- to say Devontae, not just you. I was going to say,
1: I, I, was, I didn't even know if you recognize that I did it because I, I still do it. <laughs> it's the Devonta
0: Freeman thing. And I even think oh, his yeah. was Devonte Freeman, but we just went with Devonta because that's the way that it's spelled. I digress. It's obviously a, a stupid hill to die on.
1: No, it's actually perfect um, because I'll, I'll spoil this for now uh, just to show, tell everyone how, how well uh, Connor and I know each other. In two-minute drill later, the third question I've written down is, whose name is harder to pronounce, Michael Penix or Mark D'Antonio? You're just
0: confusing Mm D'Antoni and D'Antonio. Exactly. D'Antonio is easy. If Mike D'Antoni had never come along... No one would ever stop to say Mark Dantonio, who currently lives in Tampa. He takes in a lot of USF practices. Ooh, He's really? boys with Alex Golish because Alex Golish was on the Ohio State staff back in the day. Uh-huh. They live in the same neighborhood. He and, and and Trussell, they all live in like in the same neighborhood, and they like pop into USF practices. Yeah, there's a fun fact you didn't think you were getting
1: today. I not at all, not at all. Almost didn't want to have it when you started <laughs> telling tell me about it. Um, no, we'll, we'll talk a lot more about Jim Trussell later. Uh, but we're doing a midseason review. And it is, you know, we're the halfway point, which sucks I was typing out on like our, our pod thing for later, week eight preview And I got like sick to my stomach, because it's just <laughs> I don't know, it's been an awesome season too Like there's been so many good weeks back to back to back um, And we'll talk about all of it But so just like right off the bat, like 2023 I think it's been better than any recent college football season From like like week in and week out than, any, like, than I've seen in a while um best best moments favorite moments so far from the season i think
0: washington what it was able to do against oregon last week mm-hmm. i thought that was a cool moment to see the build up to see that game play out the way that they did the way that it did where it was one of those games where you just truly didn't feel like you know you were you knew who was going to win i thought that was really fun yeah i think we haven't seen the crazy upsets yet where a top 5 team is going down to an unranked team that's why right. When people say like it's 2007, you know we talked about this. Like it's, I don't think it's 2007, but the good news is that the way that things have set up, and this will probably change in like two weeks, this late into the season, every Power Five conference feels like, oh, we're destined to make the playoff. Right? Oh, everybody's gonna make the playoff. Somebody's getting left out. Somebody's gonna be running around those chairs. You don't run in musical chairs, but you walk <laughs> fast, and somebody is gonna be like, oh crap. I don't know right. seat. What am I gonna do? And I don't know who that's gonna be just yet. And I think that's kind of more so where the excitement lies. Not so much that we've had these crazy upsets or totally unpredictable things, but yeah, there are there are a lot of things you could bring up that I think have been really cool
1: stories so far, yeah. uh, in the way that this season's played out. I think you know it's also been really cool is that like I feel like a lot of times, especially when you get like this so much build up, right? So much this is the game of the century, this game one versus two or one, like whatever. It feels like every game, for the most part, has really lived up to the hype. Like, like Ohio State and Notre Dame was kind of a snooze fest for a couple of quarters, but like, what an ending! Um Bama Texas was really good. Like, like, like you said, Washington and Oregon, that part has been really, really fun. I think that, like, I don't, I don't know a, t- a season where I've seen this many big time games each week, and and they all kind of live up to the hype. I mean, even A and M and Tennessee last week. You actually summed it up best. Like, that was like one of the best Big 10 games I've ever watched. Like, it was awesome, like, from start to finish. I actually said that about the Washington Oregon game,
0: <laughs>
1: but it applies to both. Whatever. Let's just say that I said it for that yeah. one, too. I'll try to give you too much credit. Um, no, I, I think you're right, though. I, so, like, this wasn't actually in the notes, but um, you brought up the playoff. I thought of this the other day, and I, I don't think it's crazy, but like, The SEC, right? If you're looking at like which conference has like the, the, I don't want to say the worst chance to get in because it's the SEC and we've never seen them not make the playoff and haven't been to like a, like I think there's been, it's been 17 or 18 years since we've seen like a postseason national championship or playoff without the SEC. So like obviously the resume is there. But if you're looking at the resumes from this season, I, I think like right now you would have to venture to say the SEC has the worst chance of getting in. I I don't know if I'd go there yet. I think I'd still probably
0: say the Big 12 has the worst because – and I understand the Texas-Alabama thing pr- yeah. probably make that sound like an SEC homer take. But 16 of the last 17 years, the SEC champ has made it to the national championship. Right. I mean that, that's something that is hard to ignore, that when it gets late in the season – like the games feel important, and while the SEC didn't necessarily help itself out in non-conference play, mm. I still think it'll probably be in position to have its champ in the playoff. Now, who knows what that looks like if all of a sudden we're talking about a two-loss West team, if right. all of these teams that are at the top right now stay undefeated, and it's like, oh man, there are three power five undefeateds going into conference championship yeah. weekend. Obviously, that changes things. But if I'm betting today, I'm still betting on the SEC to be able to have a team in the college football playoff. And probably the Big 12 would find a way out of it in the ACC. Like, I I love what Florida State's done. That's Mm -hmm. probably a moment I should have brought up what they did that week one game against LSU game that I was at was was pretty incredible to see them kind of buy into all everything offseason. That's that was said about like what they were capable of. Right. But, yeah, I mean, the ACC probably doesn't quite have that lock-it-in path just yet. Yeah. Because maybe if FSU is a little bit vulnerable on the defensive end, that could probably come back to bite them. But, yeah, man, it, it, it's good that it feels like it's all over the place because mm-hmm. the sport needs to be more national. I think that's that's kind of the the thing that non-Southeastern fan of college football, and I include the ACC in that, would probably say is good about the way that this year has played out.
1: Yeah, it's it's cracks me up because like you you'll see like on social media and Twitter and stuff like that, like so many people you could tell were introduced to Pac-12 after dark for the first time this year, and just was like it was like just a whole different world. Um, but I think you're right. I think it has been really good for the sport. It's been really fun. I think like more, what i more so meant was that like if it season ended today, and you have all these undefeated teams because have, like some really seemingly I think I don't say elite but really really good teams, um, and like you said, a bunch of undefeated in every single conference. Georgia's ranked number one, but I think they probably have the worst resume, besides maybe Michigan, to to get in. So, but I, you're right at the same time. Like I think LSU still has a chance to get in because if they run the table, they're going to keep winning games. They'd have to beat Bama. They'd have to be uh, have to beat Georgia. I, I just don't see the SEC being kept out of it necessarily. The issue is the roadblock that FSU would pop would mm-hmm. possibly
0: present if FSU was the, vying for that fourth seed with one loss. You can't put. LSU in over FSU in that spot. Yeah, Yeah, I wouldn't rule it out just yet because I I do think that what they're doing offensively, it's a championship-level offense. It's been so fun to watch what Jaden Daniels, Malik Neighbors, Brian Thomas, Logan Diggs, those guys have done. But that defense isn't good enough to probably get by undefeated. It's it's just not – unless they start to really figure some things out, and I'm not going to look too far into a two-game stretch against Auburn and Army with what they do throwing the forward pass, making it look like it's 1923. (laughs) Army runs a new offense. It's a gun option. So, like, you know, take that for what it is. Army actually had a better passing offense last week than Auburn. Like, coming into that game, slightly better by, like, 0.4 yards. Yeah. So, I mean, don't sleep on the Black Knights. But, yeah, I'm not going to jump to conclusions if LSU puts the
1: clamps on. I'm glad somebody finally said something about that because, like, I know that 90% of the people that are going to tune into that game – are gonna be like, what in the hell? Where is the triple option? What is happening right now? Um, all right, last question about the SEC before we move on. The SEC is the blank best conference in Power Five football. Mm, yeah. Every- Tied for second with everybody else. Okay, that's fair. That's the very- Pac 12
0: is one, and then it's everybody else. Like, yeah. if you actually break it down, the non conference numbers uh, against like Power Five competition. The Pac-12 was the only one that really did well. Everybody yeah. else, if you kind of look at it, was all in the same spot. But the SEC, because it's the SEC, of course, was going to receive the most attention for not mm-hmm. doing well. And so you kind of looked at it from that standpoint. The SEC was, I would argue, was the most disappointing. But at the same time, it's not like the Big Ten helped itself in non-conference play that much. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not like we saw, yeah, Ohio State had a nice win on the road at Notre Dame, but Michigan obviously like not playing anybody. Penn State, not really playing anybody. I guess if you want to count West Virginia, all right, fine. Right. Um, I'm not holding my breath on James Franklin winning a big-time game on the road. Um, but, yeah, I still look at this, and I, I go, yeah, everybody's kind of in the same spot. There's not really yeah. a ton of separation. The Pac-12 has set itself up the best it has, but the nine-game conference schedule with them, you just always kind of wonder, are they going to cannibalize themselves? I picked Washington to go to the playoff this year. If we want to talk about best takes, that was like one go. of the things I had. That was that the next question. About. Oh, there we go. So yeah. yeah, I'll just pat myself on the back for that one, but yeah, I do feel like it's it's kind of the Pac-12 and then everybody else. If you're just talking right. about conference supremacy, I would probably give them the edge right now.
1: It's it's so weird too cuz like everyone keeps talking about how bad the SEC, or the quarterback plays in the SEC and like like it's not historically bad by any means at all. Um but top to bottom it's not it's not been like great, especially as in comparison to like recent years. But like I mean, you and I were still doing the pod when it was like Jared Garantano was a, was a top three quarterback in my top book. three.
0: Some would say top three quarterback in the SEC. Um, I personally wouldn't say that. I would, yeah. I, was, I was more of a Malik Willis guy back in the day, but you, Jared Garantano, in the top three was
1: a popular take that gained a lot of traction. It was something that's for sure. Anytime I start getting like I start feeling myself and getting a little confident, I try to remind myself of that take. But, um, okay, so that, that was my next question though, because like. Obviously, midseason, you can look back at some of the stuff. And it's so difficult before the season starts what we think we know. Like, just absolute truths, right? Um, Georgia going to 3P. Like, Bama's going to – the offensive line at Bama's going to be, I don't know, above yeah. average even. Pepper says hello. What up, Pepper? Um, but that that being said, it, like, what, what, are you, what were you most right about? And what were you also most wrong about? I think sure. I was most right about
0: LSU yeah. losing the two games that it did in September. That was one thing that I was – I was banging the drum saying, look, the offense is great. I'm excited to see what they can do. But this Harold Perkins experiment, the way that the schedule sets up, it's not going to benefit them with the weakness that they have in the secondary. And that played out in a more extreme way than I expected. I didn't think that they were going to allow, what, like 700 yards of offense at Ole Miss but when I said that in the preseason that they were going to lose against Florida State and they were going to lose at Ole Miss, I took a lot of heat for that being like, how could you doubt this team? LSU has playoff upside. And I was like, I think they're a 9 and 3 team. I think they're really good. I just think they right. have a weakness that we're kind of overlooking. So that was that was a good one saying the Joe Milton hype was way overblown. I like I guess I was right on that. I thought it was a joke that he was preseason all SEC. A guy who's lost his starting job twice, but that was more about the circumstances around him. Right. than the player that he was or that he had proven to be so far. Um, and then, gosh, where do we want to start with where I was wrong? I have so many <laughs> wrong takes. I'm like, I'll, I'll name a couple here. And then when I come up with one, I'll just like get into, I'll, I'll just like bring it up randomly. Um, Devin Leary finishing as an all SEC quarterback. Ooh, I was dead on that wrong, Way, way wrong on that one. Um, South Carolina finishing second in the East. Way, way wrong on that one. Mississippi State winning eight games. Way, way wrong on that one. Bobby Petrino as a Broyles Award finalist. It hasn't been a disaster offensively right. with what AM's done, but not going to be right on that one. You don't um, have to keep throwing yourself under the bus. No, that's fun. Uh let's do it. What what else we got? Uh I had oh, gosh, what did I say? I said KJ Jefferson was gonna be at one of the top five NFL quarterback prospects by season's end. Um
1: Yeah, that That one that one sucks because like I I just hate the way his seasons like played out. Um, I mean, like so I actually got a phone call from one of both of our listeners this week, and 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 she was actually telling me how right you were about the Joe Milton thing. Um, And it sounds like we were in total agreement on that. I just didn't understand the hype around the fact that just because he throws the ball far, all of a sudden he's going to be a great quarterback. It's going to translate. And then the other thing too, I still don't think I'm completely off base here. I still think he's going to be a high draft pick. I think that once enough time has passed and people stop watching tape like they should be doing, NFL scouts are gonna see him throw a ball and hit the ceiling like Anthony Richardson. Yep. And then like throw all the money at him. Throw all the money at him.
0: And here's the awkward thing too. Like if let's let's just say hypothetically, and I'm not predicting this result, but if they lose and it's because of Joe Milton at Alabama, yeah, the chance for Nico Yamaleava crushing that pronunciation would be good. I had to listen to Joe Tess say, I am a Lieva" in the opener. And I was just like, Joe, come on, man. We're we're better. You're better than this. You're a pro. It's in the bio. It's right there. You can find (laughs) the pronunciation guide. Um, But I I think the the chance for him will be significantly louder. Because once you suffer that second loss, and that's the issue for Josh Heupel, is you kind of want to see – you want to get – he needs to start getting guys in the NFL at at the quarterback position who are – In the NFL, in in getting NFL paychecks, because that's kind of the knock against him of, Mm -hmm. well, why isn't he considered one of the two or three best offensive minds in the sport? And I think you could make a really good case. Five consecutive top top eight offenses probably won't get that this year. But if you bench that guy, it's a different story. And if you turn to a true freshman, that's a tough sell. I don't know how many guys sat for like the final month of their career. And then went to the NFL draft and then yeah. like I, I like became a mid round pick or something like that. So that's that's the other thing you kind of got away. And I think Florida weighed some of that with Anthony Richardson last year, the way mm-hmm. that played out. So, yeah, it's uh it's a tricky thing to have to navigate. But I yeah, I'm just I'm not I'm out on Joe Milton. I'm just out.
1: Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with that. This is gonna be an interesting situation. I asked, I got asked today if he f- would finish the season as a starter like you were talking about. And I, I think that hype will be too loyal to him. I agree. Um, and yeah, and it's, it's just, cause I don't, also, I don't know what the upside is by starting a true freshman that hasn't played a game against Bama, Georgia, Kentucky, and th- those people on the schedule. I think what he could do and what I, what, one of the, this could be a
0: call that I had in the preseason that would actually be right is I think Nico could start the Yukon game. Oh, okay. That, that would be an interesting way to kind of be like, all right, let's get the, let's give the fans what they want yeah. and also not bench a guy that. Let's be honest. I mean, Josh Heupel is calling Joe Milton back when he was the OC at Mizzou. Yeah, he was saying, "Hey, do you see what I'm doing with Drew Lock? You can come do that at Mizzou." Back when he was in high school, you call him after every high school game. He wants to see this through. He really yeah. does. The problem is, I just don't think it's there. And no. it, like you, you kind of at this point are pot committed.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. Completely agree. Um, all right, a uh, few one more one more question, then we'll get to two minute drill. Um, I was going to say we should like, well, I'll tell you what I was most right and wrong about. I think I was most right about the, I think I said USC was probably the third best team in the PAC 12. I thought they were tremendously overrated. I LSU probably where I was right and wrong. Cause I was not sold on LSU just because the offense was going to return all these. Like, and I want to see them stack years, which we haven't seen them do in a while, but I, I didn't think Jaden Daniels is going to be able to replicate the season. He had a year ago, 28 touchdowns, three interceptions. Like that's tough to do in general. And we're at the halfway point and he's already surpassed almost all those numbers. And it's been, it's been awesome to watch. Like, like Brian, like now I'm drawing a blank on the name. Brian Thomas. Thomas. Like, I think that he has made that kid a star. He's a very talented receiver. Right. But like Jaden Daniels has turned him into an absolute star. Malik neighbors has been awesome. That whole offense is incredible.
0: Brian Thomas was the guy that coming into this year, I said, if Jaden Daniels has turned the corner, Mm-hmm. If he is this guy that isn't just locked in on his first read and he's going to tuck it and run, if he is trusting that offense, Brian Thomas is going to be the guy that's going to benefit the most. Now, Malik Nabors yeah. has had himself an all-American season. He's leading the country in receiving. He is yeah. ridiculous. I love watching him. But Brian Thomas was the guy who you're like, OK, well, he's not going to get separation in the same way that Malik Neighbors probably will. You're not going to look at what he's doing pre-snap and say, oh, I've got Malik Neighbors in the slot on a linebacker or on a safety that can't cover him. I'm going to attack that all day. You kind of had to look at Brian Thomas as more of like, okay, I need to just trust that guy in certain spots. Maybe he's my second read. I'm going to go let him make a play. And Jaden Daniels has done that so much more. And I remember Ed Ogeron saying coming into, or coming into like the 2021 season that was like, Hey, this, this guy's the next great LSU receiver. And, and what he has turned into uh, has been so fun to watch. Another
1: thing you were right about, you at Texas beating Bama in the preseason? Did you? Huh? I, that was like the easiest call. Like, not only was yeah. I hold on, like, not only was I spot on about that. I said they were going to lose by ten plus points, and I, I, all the reasons were there. I, you know, I just, yeah, I'm not happy I was that right about it, but it was. I, I guess I, I did nail that one. Um, Emotional hedging. Yeah, that's not what that one was. I swear. <laughs> um, okay, no. So last one before we get into two minute drill. Uh, if you had a chance to go back and redo, I don't know what your your preseason picks were for. Um, for the playoff, but like, as of today, or give me, give me that, or it's, you know, choose your own adventure or one bold take for the second half of the year.
0: I'd stick with three of my four. I had Georgia, Ohio state, Washington, Clemson. Hey. I'd swap out Clemson, yeah. for Florida state. I think did I have Florida state ranked ahead of Clemson in the preseason. If I didn't, I had them like right. one spot behind. And I should have. I should have just pulled the trigger on Florida State. And then I saw him week one in person. I was like, Connor, you're the biggest idiot in the world. Why did you why did you fall for the Garrett Riley hype? Why did you tell yourself that that Will Shipley was gonna be a Heisman candidate? Like, why did you do these things to yourself? You're so oh, stupid. Oh, I want to talk to you out of
1: that one. <sighs> you know, I like white white running Chipley's backs and go to New York. Actually, that was dumb because two of them probably could have won. Chris McCaffrey,
0: <laughs> Toby Gerhardt.
1: <laughs> I don't know. We, we get it. I um, that one.
0: But yeah, I would I would probably still stay with my original three, and then I would just put in gosh you know what i think i'd put in oklahoma instead yeah of state i think i would i love what oklahoma's done i thought mm-hmm. that was my lock of the week against texas um and i was a year wrong on the play i had them go to the playoff last year yeah <laughs> and they've done everything that i thought they would do last year they've done it this year instead it's why we don't you should write off year one coaches because what they've right. done in year two with brent venables man they've been uh they've been really fun to watch
1: yeah, like in every single phase of the game, too. I, my, I'll give you – instead of my playoff picks, I'll give you a bold take. I think LSU wins the SEC. I, I just – I, I don't think Bama's offense can keep up with them, even if Bama does beat Tennessee this weekend. Um, and I don't think Georgia is good enough to hang with them uh, for for 60 minutes because, like, that's one thing about Georgia is they're really good, but they, they aren't consistent enough, I feel like, through 60 minutes like we've seen in the past. But also, every time we think that about Georgia halfway through the season – once the lights turn brightest, that's when they're at their best anyway. So, all right, let's get into two-minute drill. <laughs> Haven't done this in a while. Um, you know oh, the drill. Was, I didn't like that. Uh, we'll put two minutes on the clock. Are you ready? Uh, give me – all right, now I'm ready. <laughs> all right. Question number one, what are you more tired of, Deion Sanders or uh, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey? I'm not tired. I'm not really
0: tired of either. Is that uh, bad? I thought okay. you were gonna say Dion or McAfee, which I was asking. Like, I, I'm not. Before. I'm
1: not touching McAfee because I, you know, All I right. love him.
0: All right. Um, I'll say I'm more tired of the people who hate on T Swift and Travis Kelsey. So I guess I'm more tired of that. But I'm like, I'm like a borderline Swiftie. So I don't really. I'm, I'm a, probably
1: not your guy for a definitive take on that. No, so I've I've seen her twice. She's fantastic. Um. All right, number two. Also, the Pat McAfee thing, he's fine. But when people like Desmond start doing Big Penix energy and trying to be like that, makes it way worse. Way uh, worse. Anyway, number two, um, I already asked this question, so we can move right past it. Uh, number three, whose name is hard to pronounce? Michael Penix. Michael Penix. Or spell Mark D'Antonio. D
0: A N T O N i oh mark d'antoni apostrophe so that's gonna be that's gonna cost there's me. no apostrophe as a guy who has an apostrophe <laughs> in his last name let me tell you i know the apostrophe guys mike d'antoni has yeah. an apostrophe because he's italian he's italian this is and, why
1: i didn't share the doc with you yeah, that's uh fair. and look at me i actually made a doc How about all, all right. grown up look um, at that. all right number four next bucket list interview for you on the scs pod oh that's good um
0: I think a lot of people like, and you get this question all the time too. People would think like, Oh, I'd be great to have Saban or great to have Kirby. Like, mm-hmm. no, I don't. The one I've been chasing for a while is Spurrier. I was going to say, yeah. Uh, Spurrier is the one that I've been trying, like I've tried to go through a few different people to set that up and like still, still kind of working on that. Uh, that's, that is currently my, my white whale for sure. Yeah. You do about doing a book about that too. Um, that project the- that, that, that hit the back burner and, in a hurry. The source list is still there. The the, yeah. the very beginnings of it, but I got to do that before he turns 80. Oh,
1: geez. Uh, number five, one fond or favorite memory from when we hosted the SCS pod. Oh, live show before the SEC
0: championship oh, 2019. Uh, College Football Hall of Fame. Shout out College Football Hall of Fame. Love the people there. Um, yeah, that that was that, that was such a cool night. Like we stayed out until little peel behind the onion. We stayed out until what, like three or four that night yeah. with listeners and just had, it wasn't like, you know, this like drunken stumbling no. from bar to bar. It was just like one of those cool nights where I think so rarely in this profession do we really get to kind of soak it in and soak it in that people give a crap about what we have to say. And yeah. that was one of those cool nights where we can kind of just like sit back and just enjoy, like have a, a really cool product, have people that come out that want to, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and hear what we have to say and and really enjoy that. That whole weekend was fun. Now waking up on like three hours of sleep and having to write a Lane Kiffin column the next day was not as fun, but, yeah. the, you know, I mean, everything that, that went into long. that.
1: Yeah. Um. All right. Number six. What's a show you binged this offseason? Oh, I feel like you're not a big binge
0: TV guy. I am. That's 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 incorrect. Um, okay. God, do I say something that's embarrassing? Or do I say something that's actually. Yes. <laughs> the Summer I Turned Pretty was one that we binged. <laughs> i almost was, started it but i didn't i didn't get to it just don't it'll make you mad um that was not my first choice uh re new girl for the third time new girl's a great show that's a it's great so Um, i don't understand how that's not syndicated that's a good question i don't know it's got more than enough episodes should be syndicated maybe sure. fox has some sort of weird stranglehold on that i don't know how that works but um yeah. was starting oh, what else we got uh Love is Blind I'm in the midst of the new season no spoilers please um mm-hmm. what, what else we got uh obviously Great British Baking Show that's that's a given um yeah I mean there there are a few like that that I'm probably forgetting right now but like yeah. especially especially on paternity leave we were like kind of in binge City it was it was New Girl that was the the show right. of choice for for a hot minute we need to get a new show though like I've been I'm telling Lauren that for for a bit now I was like we need to kind of like broaden our horizons just just a touch like not a crazy amount yeah the summer i turned pretty was not the
1: direction i was hoping we would go in but whatever okay we're in minute 11 of two minute drill we'll get three more questions for you we'll get you out of here um top three artists on your spotify right now i've come around on john party look at that, look I, he's, at like, that. he's not bad i'm still he's not bad i'll take tell- Wallen,
0: but he's he's not bad Morgan Wallen has been so hit or miss the last two years. It's been wildly disappointing. He yeah. puts out too many songs. He's his music a is saturated. Seven
1: song album. Like what are you
0: doing? That's like stop messing around with hip hop beats and just stick to what you do best. But yeah. whatever, I digress. Um, I have, I mean the two obvious ones, John Party, Chris Stapleton. I've been getting into a lot of Zach Bryan lately. Yeah, um, listen, had a nice long run today. It was just like pretty much all Zach Bryan. Um, so that's, that's probably my, my top three right now. And then Eric, I mean, Eric church, that's, that's a given, but like, yeah, those are, those would be my yeah. three
1: or four. I've never been big into Eric church. I've been, I've been really big in Zach Ryan though. Um, okay. Let's see here. Two more, one thing team or player. We aren't talking enough about Mizzou. Yeah. Also okay.
0: Mizzou's the obvious one.
1: Yeah. I like that. Um, go to cheat meal. Oh, it's going to be something with peanut butter, I feel like. No, I've actually laid off that for a bit.
0: Um, Mexican food. Mexican food. Oh, yeah. uh, we got a place, El Potro, by us. las rancheras. I'm trying to improve my Spanish for yeah. daughter's daycare.
1: I'm right turn pretty and learn, learn, you know, get a babble or something like that. Oh, there we go. It's a good idea.
0: I actually talked about doing something like that. That would
1: actually make a lot of sense. I like it. Uh, last question, my man. Um, I appreciate you coming on here. Senior national columnist, um, tremendous success, still in phenomenal shape. Uh, great husband, good friend, all the things. How does it feel to be a dad? Man, uh, it's
0: I, I. I appreciate you saying that. It's uh, it feels great. It feels great. Every day is is a battle, and even with a a, a kid that's been so good to us. I mean, she's. Mm-hmm. She sleeps through the night. She oh, wow. smiles constantly. It's so easy to get her to laugh. Um, you see like a new side of, of, of your spouse that that comes yeah. out that you just like uh, that's that's like really mushy thing to say. Like you just you know, you, you see these things in your in your partner that you're just like, man, like this. This experience is is incredible. Uh, it's, it's great. I absolutely love it. There are points in which i think to myself like oh my god like i just signed up for a life of this she's not just going to stay that size forever right. the running joke in our household is like how long will it take for her to be taller than me
1: <laughs> she, <laughs> why do you always do this
0: marler she is in the 92nd percentile of height already she is growing like a tree she's it like is, four months old right she is already like showing signs of being 12 feet tall she's Look, I'm not going to rule it out. I think she's going to be six feet tall. Like, I I truly think that. She got Lauren's height. So far, Lauren's brain, she's really cerebral. Um, So, yeah, we're uh, we're very fortunate, doing well. Sleep is – it could be a whole lot worse. I'm very grateful for that. Hopefully, we don't get any sort of teething regression that's coming up in the near future. But it's great, man. It's everything everybody says it is.
1: That's awesome, man. I've also just – I'm going to out myself here. I've been sending Lauren Venmo um money just so she'll tell the the baby um repeatedly uh phoenix and that'll be her first word just to drive you crazy all right my man i know you gotta go i'm sorry we're late i really enjoyed it um i would say we can plug the pod we, we do it every week anyway but tell everyone where they can find you and uh, we'll do it again soon
0: Yeah, appreciate that. We got we got plugs on on each other's pods. So people are probably like, hey, like which what like what am I listening to right now? Like they're just confused. They're in a little SDS. Yeah, Yeah, no, that's that that's perfectly fine. Uh Saturday on South Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh Apple, Spotify, we're on YouTube as well. You can watch all of our episodes if you want to see me scratch my nose or something like a million times. (laughs) I've been battling the daycare sniffles for the last seven, eight weeks. So uh yeah, we're uh we're everywhere that you can get this podcast. That's where you can get ours as well.
1: Love it, dude. I appreciate it. Um, I know you got to run. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, man.